0: It's my day.
1: from mondays.poop.com it's Mondays with your host Carl Franklin this is Jeff Maciolick in the studio with Carl, Mark Miller, Nicholas Active Nick Landry Richard Campbell and Rory Blythe announcing show number 8 that wasn't me on Caesars 24-7 that was my evil twin really Mondays is produced by Pwop Productions providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.plop.com And now, the man who recently shaved, and we'll leave it at that, Carl Franklin.
2: Hello, hello, hello everyone. Welcome to our insane world. I'm Carl Franklin with a cold and sounding a lot more hoarse than usual.
1: Sound a little like Michael Jackson, I think. What? What? I think you sound like Michael Jackson. I
2: sound like Michael Jackson. You sounded
1: like Michael Jackson earlier. Now that I I told you that you sound like Michael Jackson, you're not going to anymore. I kind of sound
2: like Joe Pesci. I got that high voice there. But anyway, uh, welcome to Mondays. You have probably uh, by now seen our cameo on A&E's Caesars (laughs) 24-7. And uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But welcome if you've never heard the show before. Not I don't know. This is sort of an atypical show for us because there's no female element. Usually we have at least one Karen Greenwald who does a movie review. She's not here. She's at a town meeting uh, tonight and she couldn't a make town it. A town meeting? Yeah. But uh, I want to introduce everybody here uh, right across from me on the table, usually in L.A., but right here in the studio tonight,
3: Mark Miller. How's it going, Carl? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? It's pretty fucking cold here. In this it's place really you live cold, at, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cold. I was not prepared. Plus, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm just getting over being pissed off for four days. I've been here for four days. The uh, airlines decided they thought it would be a good idea to lose my luggage, <laughs> and I've been wearing the same pair of fucking jeans for four days, <laughs> getting a little itchy, if you know what I mean. So I'm just kidding. Hey, you know, just, just, they found my just luggage. ask
4: Carl. He's going to lend you some pants.
3: Well, no. They found, they found my luggage today, got a fresh pair of pants on. The itchies are gone. I'm feeling a little bit better, mm. but I was grumpy earlier.
2: Well, anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. Hey, Nick, I heard your voice out there from New York City. From, I'm sorry, from Manhattan-
4: yeah, thank you very much. How are I'm you? actually back in Manhattan because I just came back from Boston, and it's funny because when I the train stopped at the New London Station, yeah, I figured, hey, I could just get off here and go tape the show live. Yeah, why didn't you? Yeah, but then I would have been screwed afterwards. So oh, I figured, I'll oh, screw you. I'm going home. <clears throat> well, uh, screw anyway, you guys, I'm going home.
2: Well, you were sort of the uh, the focal point of that uh, Caesar's thing, and you mm-hmm. know because I guess we you can't really say. What happened? It's weird. We're recording this actually last Thursday.
0: Yeah,
3: it's like the Twilight Zone here, right? Well, we, we went back in time to record it Thursday,
2: January twenty seventh, and uh, and so the show has not come on the air yet as of
5: now. We don't even know for sure if they kept the uh, DNR. It's true. We in don't the show in the first place. I think we should
3: record alternate endings to the show so when we release it on <laughs> DVD, <laughs> you know, <laughs> people can kind of you know decide
4: what they want. What yeah, do you think? we can have the director's gut. Alternate ending. Well, I heard
2: Richard Campbell out there. Richard from Vancouver, British Columbia. How you doing, buddy?
5: Well, it's nice and warm out here. Let me tell you.
2: Yeah, how warm?
5: Well, it uh, got up. It's about twelve degrees Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's
0: okay. in the
2: fifties. Yeah, that's not bad.
5: Yeah, of course it's been pouring rain to the point where we're having mudslides and things. But you know that's minor details in comparison. At least we don't have to shovel the rain.
2: Yeah, Richard does the uh, toy boy segment on the show. Where he finds uh good toys and bad toys for geeks
5: to play with. Oh, and I got a lot of toys this week, let me tell you. Awesome.
2: And Jeff May Seal, like our sound man and announcer. Hey, and, hey, hey. And uh love advisor
1: to Rory Blythe. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Uh well, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm I'm a little smoky though. We Why? I've I've had some uh, some interesting experiences with fire over the uh, over the past week. Um I closed the flue in the chimney in my house, which uh, was a bad idea because uh, a family member lit a fire and uh, filled the entire house with smoke. Oh. Yeah, so that was good. And uh, so, you know, eventually took care of that, shoveled snow into the fireplace. It it was really fun and chaotic. And uh, also my furnace has a hole in the side. And so I was in the kitchen where the furnace is below. That was English. And I started smelling oil smoke. So I went into the basement and the side of the furnace is glowing red hot and there's wow. a hole on the side.
2: What are the chances of two smoke stories in one day? That's incredible.
1: Well, unless you're uh, unless you're Mark Miller and it's, you know, smoking crack stories. <laughs> I was just thinking two smoke stories in one day. That's not
3: that's not really, you know, that big of a deal for me <laughs> in general.
4: Two uh, fire. I just can't or, wait until he actually mixes the poo and the crack stories together. That's going to be great.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. Explain that one.
4: Yeah, I was smoking some... Good poo the other night.
3: Can <laughs> you smoke poo or do you have to inject it? What's I, been, I don't know. I you know, I'm not up with what the kids are doing these days. I think
2: you dry it and chop it up and then put it in a pipe, you know, maybe basically. Well back Sorry. back to the snow, you know. Um we had probably one of the worst blizzards of all time here uh in the east on the east coast in New England.
4: Wahaha Boohoo. You guys are all wimps. It's just a little snow, man.
2: Well, it wouldn't have been a problem if it was just snow, but what happened was I have, you know, I'm a, I, I'm a programmer and I speak at conferences and things, and there were two events that I was scheduled to do in January. One was speaking at a .NET user group in Boston, and the other was doing this mini code camp, which was just me on a Sunday, a free event, talking about visualbasic.net, and uh, 480 people signed up. The first one was canceled because of snow, the user group meeting. And the second one, we knew it was going to snow, We didn't know how bad I went up there the day before it snowed so bad that the governor basically said, nobody is to drive. You can't, these are life threatening winds, hurricanes, you know, winds and snow. And basically nobody could get there. So we had to cancel that too. So the only two days that there was any kind of snow activity in Boston, I was scheduled to do something up there. So I got screwed twice. I was really pissed.
4: Still am, man. I don't get it. They call it a state of emergency just for a little snow, and yet in Montreal we've been dealing with snow like this like every month of every winter for the past like forever. You gotta, I don't get it. I mean, we should we should send a few Canadians to teach you guys a few things about snow. You know, because obviously you can't. You are a it.
2: snow snob, my friend. I want to tell you something. I've been dealing with snow all my fucking life, and it doesn't make me any happier about it.
6: I would agree. Yeah,
4: but I mean, it, there's nothing like. <laughs> You don't need to call a, a state of emergency or tell people like, oh, no, don't drive outside. Close all the schools. I mean, come on, it's just snow. We do it all the time. If if Canada were to close schools, the number of times they did closed schools here because of snow, uh, we'd be the, the least educated country in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I see. It's true.
6: Okay. Hey,
3: you Actually, guys that's what of- I was
4: telling my client today. It's actually a Canadian plot to take over the U.S., what we're going to do is essentially send all this snow down to the U.S. so that they're going to close down all the, sc- the schools. And the, Amer- the Americans are going to be like really, really dumb, well, dumber than they are now. And like 15
3: <laughs> really, to 20 years really from dumb. now,
4: we're going to invade.
2: How to win friends and influence people.
3: There hey, guys, know. speaking of uh, speaking of snow and emergency situations, go to shrinkster.com slash three indigo I-8. Sorry, three I-8, yeah. I is an in indigo.
2: Shrinkster.com
3: slash three I eight. This is a picture of me just before the uh, cold front came in real fast.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: so, anyway, I wanted to share that with you guys. It just took me by surprise. I was like, what the.
0: Oh
4: man, that is good.
0: So
3: I don't know if I should describe that to people without without an internet connection right now. You just Just, you got to go to the website. Oh, you got to see this. (laughs) You're going to have to go three i eight three indigo eight. All right.
2: Oh yeah. We're going to post a picture on the website of uh of the snow pile that is in our parking lot here. It's just unbelievably high. I don't think I. What they did is when they cleared the parking lot in the back of our building, they didn't just move the snow out. They pushed it into a couple of parking spots, and we have this fucking mountain of snow back there. Not only that, but you know now there's two people that can't park. So uh, I got to just take a picture of that, and we'll put it up on the website mondays.wap.com. Unbelievable. So Nick, you have a story, an amazing story about something that happened this weekend.
4: Well, actually, no, it's not this weekend. Just just now, as I was on the train back from uh, Boston to Manhattan. And, um, essentially, you know, the way that my life is everywhere I go, I'm always on the lookout, always scouting around, looking for females. And I was at the train station waiting for my train back to Manhattan. And, um, usually what I'm going to do is when I'm going to look on the board, waiting for my track, I'm just going to spot in the crowd to see which is the cutest. So I can just like stand next to her. So then if some excuse comes up for me to talk to her, well, I'm already there. So that's pretty much what I did. Spotted this really cute brunette, like around 30 years old. um, Obviously Italian, I figured. And um, with a lot of luggage. And she kept like fumbling around with her
5: luggage and it kept falling. Is
3: is that what they're calling it these days? That's what they're calling a lot of luggage? (laughs) That
5: was some great luggage. (laughs) Check out the luggage on her.
4: Well, actually, I, I guess I could say that too. Yeah, that's true. I'm not talking about that luggage, but yes, that too. I got to be careful because I told her about the show. She might listen to it. Anyways, um, who cares? (laughs) So essentially, we start talking to each other and, you know, talking about trains and the cold and all that stupid chit chat about cold and snow. And I I couldn't care less. Of course, I just wanted to talk to her. I couldn't care less about the snow. And um, of course, it didn't take too long until um, I think it took like five minutes until the words, my husband came into the conversation. So there you go. Trend number one again, going for the married chicks. Although I was dude. trying to be a good boy. I did look at her hand, but she was wearing gloves. Ugh. So you know, sometimes they're just asking for it. Wait,
6: wait, wait.
3: Was it the wasn't the Russian chick in your class married too?
4: Yeah. Yes, she was. And,
3: yeah. And what about the chick on uh on uh on on the A and E show, the Caesar show?
4: Oh, we don't know. We, we, but we'll no, find no, out. We, we can't talk about A and E dude. All right. Just, it, the show, you know, people have not seen the show or they will see the show or something. So. Yeah.
0: All right, but on. yeah,
4: the Russian chick in my Microsoft class was married, yes. And I did ask her out when she was married. And yes, that one too. Started ch- chatting with her and she was married as well. So there you go. Segway number one into the show. That's my, my shtick is going on. The streak is alive. You know, maybe they're
5: just using that line to get away from you.
4: Well, I got to ah! say, she had like a pretty big rock on her finger. Like yeah. not like some casual ring that the teenagers buy you know at the corner store or something just because they look cool i mean that was a huge rock (laughs) so if it's fake i mean she really really wants to
5: ward all men off it's a cubic zirconium she keeps in her pocket until you walked up beside her
4: nah you know (laughs) i'm all over that hand man i I, i'm on the lookout for those but anyways (laughs) so i help her out you know because she's got a lot of luggage so i even though, yes, I know she's married, I figure I'm still going to be nice to her and talk to her and I bring all their luggage into the train because sure why not do it on her own. Consolation Well, prize. you know, I'm still I'm still a gentleman, you know.
3: Well, you got to sure. figure, Dick. I mean, you know, it was the first guy that came along probably. You know, she did, hadn't met you yet, so she decided to marry him, you know. <laughs> uh, of course. Yeah, that, that's what I can she had, had her head stung, screwed on straight, she would have realized <laughs> you were out there in the world and someday you'd, you'd encounter her. You guys would encounter each other and, and you know, it's, it's really, really not your
4: fault, man. So we start talking on the train. You know, we're sitting across from each other with these these little tables, you know, with the seats facing each other. Yeah. And um, she asked me what I do for a living. I asked her the same thing. And she tells me that her and her husband have got a bunch of restaurants, like some that have been passed down, like from generations, others that they've opened together. Mm. Like they've got like two in the L.A. area. She lives in L.A. But wow. her mom is in Boston. So that's why she was there. And um, they have one in New York, actually, in, L- in Little Italy. And, uh, and they also have one in Vegas. Hmm. So we're talking about, and then we get on Wait the, a the minute. topic of Vegas. She was that
2: girl in Caesars. Yeah.
4: She's that same <laughs>
2: girl, man.
4: No, no, but close. No. Because we start talking about Vegas, and then she asked me, like, do you, do you ever go to Vegas? And I said, well, actually, I was just there not too long ago. And then I figured, oh, what the hell, I'm just going to tell her about it. Um, I, f- I said, well, if you do want to laugh, I mean, there's this show that's going to air like next Monday. Yep. So then I started to talk to her about, you know, the Dot and Rocks and, and Mondays. And then we were at Caesars, you know, in Vegas. And then uh, we, we bumped into A&E over there. And uh, and in the moment I mentioned A&E, she said, oh, right, for that Caesars show, right? Wow. Like, uh, wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> And first of all, I could not believe that someone even knew about this show.
2: (laughs) Wow. That is cool.
4: I guess it's got great ratings. That's not it. It turns out that A&E shot an episode of Caesars in their restaurant in Vegas because their Italian restaurant is at Caesars. No shit. Wow. I told you it was the
2: same lady. (laughs) I told you it was her, man.
0: How
4: fucking amazing is this? I mean, it was actually like a few weeks ago. So did you guys have sex they on shot, the train? Like, some party in their restaurant and she told me all about it. And oh, how God. amazing is this? I mean, two people on a train from Boston to Manhattan. Did you
3: did you use that opportunity to jump her bones right there on the train? <laughs> did did you, did you
4: hump her on the train, man? That's what I want to know.
3: Was there any humpage?
4: <laughs> is there is there a train equivalent at a mile high the mile high club? Yeah, it, it's called
3: the you know twenty feet off the ground club, man. If you're like in the higher trains, then if you're just on the lower ones, it's like about like four inches off the ground club.
4: No, I guess we could just call it the Amtrak grind. Oh man, too much. Anyway, so right there, I mean, I couldn't believe it. Like, two people on the train, and both of them shot episodes well, yeah and She wasn't in the episode. Her husband was and there. And also,
2: coincidentally, she also turned you down.
4: <laughs> yeah, because, what? because she was married, yeah. What are the odds of that, Nick? That's unbelievable to me. No, but wait, wait. Double I'm not me. done here. There's there's another cool one. Then she starts <laughs> asking me about Mondays. You know, what the show she was suddenly all fascinated about Mondays wow. and how a bunch of geeks could get together like this to just like talk shit for two hours and then other but not a bunch of idiots actually listen to them. Anyways. And um, so I start talking about everyone and kind of their shtick on the show, like how Mark Miller is an idiot and uh, just like absolutely has like no, as you said on one show, he has absolutely has no filter between his, his mouth, his brain, and his mouth. But but that doesn't make me an idiot.
3: That's what we love about Mark.
4: You fucking asshole. No, well actually, it's the fact that you're an idiot and also you have no filter. So the end result is awesome. So
2: what's your role? The uh, the the loser reject guy that just keeps. Can't
3: get a date? Yeah, I thought that was Jeff.
4: No, well, that, that's where I plug the fact that, you know, my shtick is that's pretty much I I always go for married chicks. <laughs> you should have tried that
3: homosexual line and see if she could fix you, change you, you know. No, <laughs> but I have <laughs> to be try honest
4: because I told her also that Karen, you know, would used to marry, like, gay guys. Right. And that our sound guy used to go for lesbians. No, 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 no. No, that's not me? true. No, no, she no. She says, oh. No, no. I have a friend in Connecticut, and he's, he's a sound guy, and his ex-girlfriend is a lesbian. No way. It wasn't <laughs> Jeff, was it? It's the profession, not the person.
2: Was it a friend of Jeff's? <laughs> no, it was Jeff. Actually,
4: it probably was no, Jeff. No, she said it wasn't Jeff. Like, it was a guy from a different name, but she says, yeah, she she knew a guy in Connecticut. I don't know if they dated or something, Dude, I think but you're destined she to marry did say that woman. she knew a sound guy in Connecticut, and his ex-girlfriend was a lesbian. Wow. I just cracked up. I, f- I figured dude, this is amazing material for tonight.
3: Did you say? Well, like maybe you and her and I can get together for uh, a <laughs> for a little uh, <laughs> little whoopee, a little luggage
4: or something. Uh, no, well, you know, the, the husband was calling like pretty much like every half hour, so a bit insecure there, I would say.
2: So you know, I only have one thing to say about that, and that is
6: everybody get a little whoopee on the side. Yeah, get a little whoopee. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So that was my train story. I couldn't believe the coincidence. First of all, going for a married chick. Yeah, that's Second pretty all, awesome, dude. Second of all, she's made on Caesars, and third of all, she's got a friend who was a sound guy in Connecticut, can, and who you, uh, you know yeah, essentially dated lesbians. That's you, can, awesome. you
3: can tell Nick's a speaker. How he summarizes his story. Yeah, he has to summarize the points there. Yeah, can exactly. We, can you
5: slide deck for that, please. So now <laughs> the, the the call to action. All right.
6: <laughs> yeah.
2: So Mark's been uh, here, basically doing uh, some talks for some local user groups, and uh, he did a webcast. And he, you know, last week we had this popular science magazine sort of floating around, and we were quoting a few things from it. And so he got to looking. You got to looking in the back this week, right?
3: Yeah, it's. Uh, I would say probably one of the most entertaining. I mean, entertaining sections of yeah, popular the ads, science.
2: The ads in the back are right. just really amazing.
3: Yeah, the the one that really caught my attention, you know I was I didn't know you were going to talk about it just then. There's a couple of them here, they're pretty amazing. Um one of them is uh trust Johansson's finest for a remarkably robust climax. And this is for people whose climax is you know somewhat less than robust. Yeah. Right. Um it's got a hot chick on the, on yeah, she the, is on the ad. She's hot. Totally she sort hot.
2: of reminds me of Janine Turner, you know, kind of like the Northern Exposure Maggie O'Connell. Kind yeah, of. she's
3: hot. This is in the, uh, yeah. what, what is this, the world's fastest episode of Popular Science, February 2005. Um, you know, it's loaded with Viagra, Cialis, Le- Levitra, Levitra right. ads all over the place. I was kind of thinking, what if I took like all of those at once? I wonder if like my, my ass, <laughs> so much blood would flow to my ass, it would like grow into giant for four portions or something. Uh, I'm not sure, but I was thinking that might be something fun to try. And then there was this other stuff that was like um, – oh, man, I'm flipping through the pages. You know what? I'll, I'll find that one a little bit later. But The, the, the one with
2: the, the, the doctor the, woman, Winifred whatever. Oh she's yeah, looking at you classic, like – That's
3: a classic, yeah. This one's it's Dr. Uh, Winifred Cutler and she's uh, the creator of 10X and it's this uh, add-in that you can uh, mix with your uh, aftershave shaver, your cologne – uh, it's you know geared for science and scientists right because a little picture of a of a little tiny funnel and pouring the little ten x bottle into the into the aftershave real close up on that so the scientists are all going to go ooh look at that you know beaker and funnel and I'm going to do it that must work. The the thing that I just blew there's there's two other things that are pretty distinctive about this ad. One is the woman, and I guess you know she's probably gonna get mad when I say this, but she kind of looks like a man with long hair to me, right? And and you know, well, I know she has not, a
2: look on her face like, oh, you know, you know what you want. She does,
3: but she, that's a look that a man would have <laughs> yeah. on his face, yeah, though. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And then the, <laughs> then the other thing are the testimonials. Um, there there are three of them, and uh. uh I guess the thing that really stands out is that the, 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 the best they could come up with for testimonials was one from 2002, one from 2000, and another one from 1996. That was the <laughs> best they could come up with. They got three. They've like sold millions of these and they got That's three testimonials.
4: ass product right there. Yeah.
2: yeah. What was the other one with the guy? It was really ambiguous.
4: Yeah, that
3: can was we one see of a other picture
4: other... of this? Because we don't have the magazine
2: here. Well, right? I don't think we can legally put pictures yeah, of these things. Yeah, just – just, but it's, what is it, the current episode? Yeah, it's uh, current
3: episode of Popular Science. Look for uh, Dr. Winifred Cutler in the back. It's an issue. It's an current
5: yeah. issue. But you know what? I think she's been in every issue of she Popular has. Science yeah. since 1920. Yeah. Yeah,
4: that's apparently when she was born. I don't know. I uh, don't know. I don't read that. I only have Playboy here, so.
2: Yeah, you're such a stud muffin.
4: I wish I had I Playboy. It. I'll buy a subscription for you, Carl, and mail it to your place.
2: Thanks, but last time I checked the internet was full of free porn. Okay.
4: <laughs> Hold on just a second.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still still full of free porn. I just checked. <laughs> wait, 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 let me check. He was too. Checking.
1: Hang on, hang on. <laughs> is
0: it
3: is it still let
1: me check too. I'm gonna check yeah, yeah. again. Yeah, I think it's I think it's still there.
4: Well, Well, I actually have a subscription to the Playboy Cyber Club as well. So I've got both options if I want. So
2: tell me something. Does that actually make you like a a more lucky or unlucky when you try to pick up chicks? Because like, let's ask you, I mean, obviously you failed on the show and you failed this weekend. Uh, You failed in that conference, you know, the way you, you basically your stories of picking up chicks have all ended in. She said no. So when was the last time that you actually did score? uh sunday night
3: <laughs> i just like him saying
2: uh, and does playboy
0: help
3: does, you know it depends on what your definition of score is <laughs> if score is being shown the uh, skin of a woman's uh finger next to her wedding ring you know that would be a that would be a that would be a score all right no, I found- pretty much
4: you know having a date at my place and having sex before and at the beginning of the date because you know there's no way i could have you know, essentially concentrate and listen to her for the rest of the day. Otherwise. So what did she
2: do while you were doing that?
4: <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> You're did
3: you make her wait? <laughs> did she, was she outside? Did you make her wait outside or what? Nick?
4: No, but the thing is, if there's no great story around it, I'm not I'm just not gonna tell you about the times that I score. Oh, you well, know? Okay. There has to be a good story. I mean this so is just that's like a lame some excuse, dude. random dating, you know.
2: We're just looking for a date and time, that's you, all.
4: You know, we could I'm about to say something. I told you, last Sunday night. Oh, oh, oh. I'm about to reveal some
3: confidential information, I think, that Nick probably doesn't want getting out. So if, Nick, you have strong objections, we can edit this out afterwards. (laughs) What the
4: fuck are you going to say,
3: man? But but when we were doing it, we were at Caesars. Now I'm not in in the Caesars footage. You were there, though. Yeah, I signed a waiver to let him shoot my left foot. So you might see a left (laughs) foot show up in the shot that's mine. But uh, uh, when we were there... I I say, so, Nick, what's the secret to your studliness, man? And he says, well, when I'm talking to girls, I imagine my cock in their mouth. (laughs) That's right. He did say that. (laughs) And I'm like, ah. Ah. So I immediately started trying this. Oh, boy. And, guys, I got to tell you, it did not work. I just got (laughs) grossed out imagining Nick's cock in their (laughs) mouth. I was just like – I just kept going. The girls kept saying, why you got that funny look on your face, Mark? And I'm like, uh, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And I, so,
4: Oh, God. Oh, fuck. You're sick, dude.
3: <laughs> I'm sick, man. I'm just telling you. Okay. So here I found that ad, the other okay, one. Okay, yeah. The, the, the other one, Popular Science. This is
0: – It's a, a full it's, page. It's yeah. a full
3: page ad. It's got a picture of a car engine and mm. uh, it says free 30-day supply – with purchase of your 90D risk, risk-free trial, guaranteed, free offer, rev up your performance. And it's also got a picture of a guy. Rev up your performance. That's all it yeah, says. It says rev up your performance. That's all the you know, free offer. And I'm looking at the car. I'm going, oh, cool. But then it's also got a picture of a guy. And he's, he's kind of looking at me like he wants to pick me up. You know, he's got that kind of look like, I want to have sex with you, Mark. And I, you know, I'm like, you know, he can't even tell. I'm looking back at him like, no, you don't want to have sex with me, man. I don't want to have sex with you either. You know, he's just kind of got that look like he still wants to have sex with me, even though I've told him no. And... (laughs) And, and I'm looking at it like what the what the fuck is this product about? What do we do? What is this? And then there's a cast- an oil treatment for Knicks, your car. Uh, Nick's there's Knicks, there's a there's a testimonial it says I wanted a product that would work with the very first use. I'm happy to say that Maxiderm lives up to its claim. With Maxiderm, I get instant gratification. Thank you, Maxiderm. I'm like, what is it? Some sort of car thing? I'm still looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I'm now. Now my eyes are going down in the small text, trying to figure out what the heck this ads for. It's 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 revolutionary mailed mail enhancement industry. Wait wait wait. They revolution. Uh, hold on. It's the only transdermally deliver, delivered delivered self pleasuring product on the market, engineered <laughs> with patent pending something something uh, something. Ooh. <laughs> so it's a nice. jerk off formula. It's a it's a patented jerk off lube, <laughs> is what it is, man. <laughs> Why did they just say it on the on the fucking ad at the top? Make me read through all this shit. And have this, you know, I, have, I go through this homosexual kind of thing with this game, oh man. Oh my
2: god, popular science, man,
3: gotta You're, love it. You can throw out the, the, that last statement. I don't even know what I was saying. <laughs> I man. don't know what that was either.
2: <laughs> hey, so, well, have you seen the website lately, guys? You I have,
1: have website. I know, no, I'm no, there. No. <laughs> Which website? Mondays.
2: The Mondays website.
1: Monday
4: Yeah, it's
5: the cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah, our our friend from Newcation, Dax Pandy, uh, is redoing our sites. He redid oh, Pop, yeah. and he redid Mondays, and, and uh, it was kind of fun. We were having a little conversation because he's going to do some animation for us too, do some flash animations. And so he was looking for um, some photos of the crew because he wants to animate the crew, and he wanted a, f- a profile and a straight-on shot from everybody. And so Michelle, Michelle leroux Bustamante, who uh, you can hear on previous episodes, she uh, sent him, you know, a couple of pictures. And he made a comment and stuff, and, and Michelle said, "Now you're not going to use these pictures, right? You're just going to animate us." And he said, "Yes." She says, "In that case, can you give me a rack?"
5: <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, coming from Michelle, that didn't surprise me too much. But I'm thinking, poor old Dax. He's you know he's a nice guy and you know, maybe it's a little language issue. I'm not sure he knows what it, what he, what you mean. So I send you and I I sent you and Carl and I am. I said, yeah. you know you better let Dax know what Iraq is
2: because <laughs> he sends back. He says, well, um, maybe, but I'd really would have to have some reference photo or
4: something. You know, well, so actually, I know where I to it was start. Was a great with. idea. I don't think he was. You <laughs> he, he knew exactly what he was talking oh, about. Yeah, that's
5: what I realized when I saw his response. He knew exactly. What oh, it was. he knew he
4: knew what it was. And I want to be CC'd on the reference pictures, by the way. <laughs> you know, when you guys hot. when you guys were reading this to me, you
3: know, for some reason, all I could think about were, were engineering racks. And I'm thinking, why does she want some, a rack to like put up, <laughs> you know, what, what equipment is she going to put up there? And I'm just, I, it took me a while to figure it out. All right, well, now it's time for
6: Amazing oh. Tales of Pooh.
3: And number two.
0: <laughs> Fascinating. So, Mark,
2: that's your theme song now. The amazing oh, tales man. of Poo. That was song.
5: awesome. I'm so proud. I
2: can't man.
4: believe that this has become a real segment. I
3: know, dude. Everything here is a real segment. Okay. <laughs> Next week, it's gonna, I'm going to introduce my new segment, you know, uh, Jack Off Dick Enhancing Tools, you know?
2: <laughs> Wait, i got to hear that again. Let's just listen to that again. One Do more that
3: time. again. I
6: love Amazing it. Amazing Tales <laughs> of Pooh. No, 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 no.
0: Also known as
3: number two. <laughs> Fascinating. Just wrong. You got to be listening to that in stereo too to really appreciate it. That's true.
4: Yeah, yeah. I bet. So,
3: so what so, do you got for well, us? Well, here's the thing. You know, I'm. You guys are going to be mad, but there's a big poo story that I'm holding off for again next week. Okay. It's you it's, always tell us that. I know. Though. Well, the reason why is because last night the one of the three guys that was a witness to that uh, contacted me, and he just happened to say, "Well, you know i I have a photo of that," and I said, "Dude, wow. send it to me." And so he hasn't sent it yet. Oh. So I want to. I w- that's the reason. Is I I think he's got a photo of this amazing tale of poo, and if he does, uh, uh, it'll be worth it to do it. Is it going to be
2: s- suitable for household consumption? Absolutely,
3: man. Okay. It's, it's it's it's.
4: But it, it truly is amazing. Right. So I'm cool.
3: sorry to keep continue hyping this, but uh, uh, that's that's the, that's what I think is going to happen next week.
4: We'll hopefully get. I'm that sorry, but out. I don't want to hear about poo consumption. You know,
3: it's not poo consumption, man. This is this is the kind of thing you could tell like your kids about. Okay, it's not too bad. It's a happy poo poo story. Well, kind of. It's just it's more. If I ever have kids,
4: man, I'm going to keep them way, way far of you,
3: dude. Man, it's safe. I'm okay. (laughs) It's I just talk bad. I'm a nice guy. G-rated poo story. Okay, yeah. Actually, speaking of which, you know, um, uh, speaking of G-rated poo stories. No, I have I have uh, I have three kids, and one of them is from a previous marriage, and she used to, to visit me all the time. And one of the things I used to get a kick of every time she visited is teaching her bad words, so that she'd go back home, you know, to her mom and her mom could freak out about some what new new words that she learned. So, but I would always keep them like G-rated words, but I'd combine a bunch of G-rated words together. To come up with something bad, so like monkey butt sniffer was one of those ones. So, so I'd be like saying, I'd be saying something. I say like, what an ass. She says, Dad, you can't say that word. I said, I'm sorry. You know, what a monkey butt sniffer. And I'm like, come on, say it. This is your new vocabulary word. She's like, I can't say that. I'm not going to say it. what monkey. There's nothing wrong with monkey, right? But that's like a conjunction, right? That's some kind of thing you can put string sentences together. I saw the saw the the shows on TV and sniffer. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I said, we well, go back to call your mom a monkey butt sniffer for me. <laughs> so
4: too much. So anyway, um, so and then th- the week after, his alimony doubled.
3: <laughs> no, it can't get any higher, man. It's at the <laughs> legal limit by law. Set <laughs> by law. Okay, so I have two stories, amazing tales of poo for you today. Um, one uh, uh, just appeared unexpectedly um, earlier this morning. Um, it's a little awkward for me to say this. I don't normally talk about my own bodily functions on the show, but I was. Thank God, I will admit that I was uh, on the on the uh, on the John a little earlier today on the toilet, and uh, I was well, we all. I was uh, I was I was squeezing out a uh, a load, and uh, I uh, decided, hey, i better check that out, you know, see if there's <laughs> anything amazing in there, and uh, I looked, and uh, nothing. <laughs> And I... What? I, nothing. You mean there was... It was completely empty, man. It was clean. I started, I, I started pushing my head down to get an angle to look to see if it kind of slipped back. You know, I don't know if you've heard of like these super fluids, these super liquids where they can actually roll up the sides of a bowl because there's so little friction. Oh, jeez. So I was thinking maybe, maybe there's like kind of a super solid thing going on in there and it kind of moved up. Because then I started questioning my own memory. I wasn't sure. But unlike last time... <laughs> Right, last yeah. time, like Week's amazing story Pooh, I had my camera. I've been in a hotel, so I didn't have to worry about my wife saying, You fucking freak <laughs> when I was taking a picture. So if you go to uh what is it, com slash nothing.gif, go out to there and <laughs> you're gonna see nothing. Well you know how they talk about they talk about they talk about I have
5: it. more photographs of your toilet than I've ever <laughs> wanted to have in my life. Oh man!
3: So you know how they say how you know uh, absence of proof is not proof of absence. I actually have proof of fucking absence right here. <laughs> that is my amazing tale of poo number one. What the fuck happened? It's the mystery poo. Has this ever happened to you guys? Anybody? No, I can't. You say check. It. It's not there. What? I swear. It just. I
4: couldn't. Where did the? Oh. All right. So that's that's amazing. stuff. These stories are actually very sick, dude, because now you're having me look
1: too. (laughs) Right now, Nick.
4: That's how disturbing your stories are. I mean, I'm taking a dump and then you're making me look, man. And this is just wrong. Nick,
2: you're taking a dump and talking to us at the same time. It's
4: amazing audio quality in his bathroom.
3: It's pretty insane. All right. Numbers two story didn't happen to me. It it was not a personal story. Uh, This was a story that was told to me by somebody else that happened to a friend of his. Um, And – uh, his friend had gone to Japan. Uh, he was in some sort of business meeting, and he couldn't hold himself anymore. He had to, he couldn't hold it anymore. He had to go to the bathroom. He goes into the the bathroom, sits down on the toilet, does his business, looks for the toilet paper, doesn't see any.
0: Mm.
3: And it's not that there's a. It's not that there's like an empty roll there. There's no roll anywhere in the <laughs> stall. And he's looking around, and he looks down at the toilet itself. And he sees like uh, a grid array of buttons. <laughs> so he's thinking, okay. Wait. Where was this? Huh? Where was this? This was in Japan. Japan, okay. Yeah. So he's saying, okay, so maybe I we'll push one of these buttons and toilet paper will come out. He starts pushing <laughs> buttons and like water starts squirting on his ass. It's <laughs> like hot air is blowing his ass now. He's pushing all these buttons and all this stuff is happening. I actually came across a photo. If you go to uh, shrinkster.com uh, slash... 3-I-2. 3-Indigo-2. You'll see a picture. I actually found a picture of one of these guys. And this is a... Oh, my God. This is what they have to deal with. And notice in the stall in this photo, uh, there
5: is no toilet paper. There is no toilet paper. This is like the Star Trek command toilet.
3: (laughs) And I think you can launch, like, phaser warp fire from this thing, too. I want to know
2: if that roller in the back is permanent or does it move?
3: That's what I want. That might now. be the little ass wiping thing. I don't know, man. That's like or it could be a fluorescent light to kill germs or something. I don't know. It's pretty it's pretty wild. So so after seeing this, I thought, you know what? You know, maybe as a service to our listeners, if I could do a little research on the internet, I could probably come up with like, you know, some fun places to poo. And so I did just that. So the first one here is um uh is this is a place if you want to go pooping in style, so I can imagine like Nick pooping here. It's at Shrinkster.com slash three HY. Three Hotel Yankee. Three H Y.
5: This is a place if you want to poop in style. <laughs> Good Lord. Wow. Okay. Richard, it's that's an analog- land of the plastic bar.
2: I was gonna say this is analogous to those desks that you've been showing
4: us, uh Richard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah actually, is- yeah. You just need to add speakers, and this is going to become a toy boy thing. Yeah, you get a little, yeah,
5: right, and a, and a wireless keyboard and a big LCD, big panel, LCD done, panel. Never leave. You never have to. Well, leave. I mean, right. you mix this
4: with what was it called? Like the the, the kick ass ass kicking transducer or something. I don't and know. The the chair. What was it? Oh right, oh right, the, chair. the butt kicker. Well, yeah.
3: well, you know this was A little surround sound.
4: Yeah, I saw this
3: and I pictured Nick here.
2: Now all you <laughs> need is some sandwiches, and you can—you don't have to ever leave,
3: you know. And yeah. if you go to three,
4: okay, I, dude, you're you're picturing me in way too many things now.
3: <laughs> if you go to three I one, I just got to cleanse my mind of that other thing I was doing, man. That's all I'm doing. You go to shrinkster dot com slash three indigo one. You'll see well, one where I pictured Richard at. Oh, There's there you the go. Computer. Yeah, it is, man. This is man, like that.
5: Looks like my toilet too. This is, <laughs> <it's> a,
3: <laughs> and for for people that are uh, driving into work and listening to this, this is a uh, photo of uh, of a
4: uh,
2: a modified executive chair.
3: Yeah, modified commode.
2: Modified. Now, you
4: see, but this is to like 1995. I mean, I just yeah, take yeah. my well, tablet it could, PC could, with me. That
5: looks just like an Apple monitor too, which is just <laughs> wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. look at it. it looks like a, a like the old Mac Two series monitors. All right, All right, go to
3: three indigo three. Then. No, but it's
4: true. I just I just used my tablet PC when it's I needed to go.
3: It's the same photo, but it's with an Intel machine instead. The next one. Uh, this is a place where you probably would not want to poo. This is kind of a, a Kafkaian nightmare here. It's three HW three hotel wanker. Is that is wanker the official military uh,
1: word for the letter W?
5: I think so.
3: Yeah, three. Well, I think it's Willie. Willie, yeah. This is a place where you probably would not want to do it. I
1: can't tell if that's a toilet or a real to real tape player.
3: It's a toilet, man. <laughs> what the fuck is this? It's a place you don't want to poo, man. Okay, this is a place for Martha Stewart to go poo-poo. It's 3HU. This is after she gets out of jail. Three hotel uniform. Oh, jeez, look at this. 3HU.
5: Ah... Toilet planter. It's a
2: sort of self-fertilizing planter, (laughs) isn't it? This is
5: taking recycling too far. I think so. You're you're keeping, you know, pieces of porcelain.
1: That's weird.
5: All right, and that's it. That's
3: it for Amazing Tales of Pooh. Amazing
0: Tales of Pooh. Also known as number two...
2: was the audio equivalent of the hershey squirts right there <laughs> oh, God. rory uh still isn't here he's um he said he would join us but uh i guess he may be having some uh transportation difficulty or something so uh while we're waiting for him we're gonna listen to a little music here this is the uh original carl franklin this is a song that i wrote uh during a blizzard out in the woods and it's called uh wintertime
6: Done ourselves in hell out where the best
2: We're back. Yeah, that was a a really nice song. Uh, it's, a yeah, it it's a little long it's a it's a little long and kind of uh, meditative, but uh, that's what I like about it. Anyway, now let's shift gears and go back to Vancouver for Richard the Toy Boy. 29 speakers in my living room. NASA the sonic
6: boom I scream, 20 feet wide. Richard
2: Campbell dude let's hear about them toys
5: uh, I got so many toys to talk about I'm almost embarrassed I got a little bit of everything here I got a present from mark I've got the latest Japanese weirdo thing I've got <laughs> uh, I got some conversational uh, items actually a couple of phone related things so maybe we start with that so um, sure there's actually this is actually a story but it strikes on a, on a technology toy which is one of my favorites so shrinkstercom slash three indigo four this is actually a news.com story about skype oh no kidding and we all use skype right right so yeah, th- like the skype. basis of the story and I, by all means go and read it is the fact that skype is now becoming so popular they're starting to use it in businesses as well and this is a pc-based soft phone product which is remarkably functional like it works r- yeah, much better good. than you ought you think it would and it just sort of ties into our talk last week about that that uh, USB based uh, headset that uh, Plantronics make, which is perfectly suited for Skype. And it's just recognition; like the numbers here are astonishing: twenty three million users of Skype. Wow, well, those are some big numbers.
3: You know, you know, Richard, uh, our company has got uh, offices in uh, in Russia, a big office there. We've got like some sort of kind of direct line or something that we pay for to communicate with them and transfer data and stuff like that. And uh, I'm, I'm working out of LA, and our main office is in uh, Vegas. And uh, I was, uh, I, w- I need to talk to some of the guys on my team. And I, you know, I said, Hey, should I pipe in through that? Or is it just going to be easier to use Skype? And uh, the response is, uh, It'll be easier to use Skype. So I set up uh, Skype with my guys and I talked with mm. them. And so it's like, Yeah, we're using it, man. You
5: know, it just works, doesn't it? I mean, so many times it just simply works. Well, okay. A lot of fuss.
2: Okay. I was uh, Skyping with Dax in India. And yep. the uh, latency was unusable. Really? Well, yeah.
5: and you were talking literally to the other side of the world. All right. But Mark just said he was
2: talking to Russia and he had no
3: problem. There was no latency at all. So.
4: <clears> well, you all know, right. that the that only problem is – The only
3: problem we had with it is that the guy I was speaking to did not speak any English and I did not speak any Russian. And- so you could have been
2: answering your question from ten minutes ago, and you wouldn't I, have known.
3: I'm not even sure I was actually talking to one of the guys from my company. <laughs> actually, <laughs> to be honest, but but there
1: was no
5: latency. That's okay. what I'm saying. <laughs> now, right. translational latency is a different thing altogether.
1: So I've I've actually used Skype. I used Skype relatively recently um, with a couple of my friends in a in a conference actually, which was interesting. And it was the latency was. Tolerable. It was certainly worse with the conference than it was.
5: Yeah, as soon as you um, have multiple parties involved, it's just it's going to get worse.
1: Yeah, one of the weird things about Skype there was there was a doc recently that was published. You know that that somebody you know basically figured out all of the weirdness of the Skype protocol and how everything works and blah blah blah. I can't. I don't remember if you mentioned that. Um, but with Skype, you don't have a choice as to whether or not your machine is a super node. Um, so hmm. when you run Skype, you run the risk more or less of uh, becoming a huge tr- a huge hub. For Skype traffic, if you're an unfirewalled machine, Ooh. it's going to say, "Hey, guess what? Uh, you're an unfirewalled machine. So all these other firewalled users are going to connect to you, and route their traffic through you." No kidding. Um, that's the whole idea behind Skype: is that it's a it's a peer to peer network in the same way that Kazan and other things are, wow. in a way that makes it friendly for firewall users, which is cool Stunning. and great. And I've actually, I like apps that do that. I use a program called Waste, which has the similar idea, although less What do you use that program for, Jeff? Um, actually, I use Waste because it's firewall-friendly, and it's a way that I can move um, files from one firewall user to another firewall what kind user. of file what, what kind, kind of files of are you files?
2: Uh, tra- transferring from one firewall user to another oh firewall more less, like, you
1: know recordings of my music and uh, and things like that you know stuff like that okay all legitimate things of course uh-huh are you talking mm-hmm. about the strong encryption that waste uses
2: no i'm talking about the types of files that you're transferring from one person to another through jeff.
1: the strong encrypted
5: system of waste
2: why do you feel you need a strong <laughs> encrypted system jeff
5: do i need a reason <laughs> Shouldn't we all be using strong encryption by reflex?
1: I think we should all be using strong encryption as long as it lasts, which isn't going to be very long due to quantum computers, which will
4: Says break. Says the guy oh. who just made sure that the, por- that the internet was still filled with porn.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. i
5: got to check that again. Just yeah, a minute. Let, let me, Hang let on. Me. Picture. <laughs> oh. Are you ready for another toy? Oh, God, yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And we got a cell phone theme going here, so I want to stay with the cell phone theme. it's a little bit more of a serious toy. Shrinkster.com. Three, H is in hotel, O is in Oscar, so three-ho. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you kept hitting, you kept filling it in until you
5: got that H-O, didn't you, Richard? Three-ho. Yeah, I was happy when I landed that one. I thought of you immediately there, uh, Mark. So the company's called Verify. No Clarify. shit. No and shit. it's a location service. And they their, their original gizmo was a watch that has a GPS locator on it. And then you can go to a website to find out where your kid is. You follow me? This is but a, this G- is a wow. cell phone. It's a GSM cell phone. It's small, but it has no dial pad. You put in up, up to five pre-programmed numbers, right? So you give this phone to your kid, and the only phone numbers they can call are the ones you've programmed into it. So call home, call granddad, you know, call 911. <laughs> that's it. And you, you can call them.
2: You know, Richard, this could have come in handy. Um, I heard about a couple that had... Uh wandered off into the cold somewhere in I can't remember where it was, but they got lost, and the guy called his used his cell phone, got out of his car, used his cell phone, and was basically uh trying to you know tell nine one one where he was, but his battery was dying, and he was pleading with them, saying, You know, please, 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 come and someone come help us. my battery is gonna die, my car is stalled. we're lost, come help us.' And there's nothing they could do. And the guy, they, they uh, went on a, a search and they found the two bodies of this guy and his girlfriend frozen to death. And, uh, you know, the, the police department was like, well, you know, we just don't have the technology to locate a cell phone Actually, when somebody calls. Actually,
1: um, now it is a requirement that new cell phones have a GPS uh, receiver
5: in them. I think it's a legal well, it requirement. Will it will be a requirement. It's they're still arguing over when they can implement by. Yeah. And here this is this phone here is awesome. literally that. But of course where if I started out with the location business and they have a website you go to, you enter in your codes, and it literally overlays a, uh, a satellite <laughs> image to show you exactly yeah, where the phone is.
4: You see and, Richard, the the problem with this phone though is that with only five numbers programmed in there, let's say that you're stuck somewhere in an emergency, then you're stuck, like, calling your grandmother or something.
5: Or 911, you know, which is a good thing to call when you're stuck Well, in but emergency. what if
4: you know five people and you figure, well, you know, I'm not going to use one for 911. You can
1: probably, there's probably an emergency button or you hold down the call button or something to do 911. See, I need the, the GPS locator uh, capability just for when I lose
5: my phone. There you go. Where the hell is the phone in my house? I going to go yeah. onto the
3: website and activate it. You know, it's like, oh crap! It's in the closet. That's you where know, I left
1: it. You know, lots of new cell phones actually do have GPS receivers, but nothing like the service that this Wearify thing has. Like my cell phone has a GPS receiver. You know, I I disabled it except for nine one one calls. That's an option, but I mean, it's no good to me. There's no interface on the phone for me to look at the GPS data. And, the, you know, the, as far as I know, there's no site on the web, I can say, where's my phone? But, you know, that's, that's the thing that I think is really cool about this Whereify thing isn't the device, although the device is cool and very small, but it's the service. It but, is yeah, pretty yeah. awesome. And, it, yeah, of but, course,
5: they're aiming at giving to your kids. Well, that's yeah. where I think the five-button phone really makes sense. Yeah, that's so, you, nice. in yeah. As much as Nick is childlike, I'm really thinking <laughs> about my 10-year-old <laughs> when I want to give her a phone and say, look, I don't want you calling all over the place. I want to be able to call you, and I want you to be able to call home. Right. You know know what yeah, I but you see, but the thing you know is, and I want to know friends. where you are. Richard, you, you know what would no? be
3: really cool is for each. He's got five buttons: one, two, three, four, five. Instead of programming, in, pre-programming in numbers, just program in the digits: one, two, three, four, five. So she can only call like half the numbers in Canada.
1: <laughs> you, know, you know what? Actually, I, I like the th- I like the concept of this phone for Nick because he can have Carl's number, he can have Richard's number, he can have his apartment's number, and he can use all the rest of the numbers for all the girls that he's ever going to meet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll ever no. say yes. <laughs> They kind of like do the same thing for you, Jeff.
3: That
4: would be all the
0: girls that didn't turn into lesbians <laughs> after you
4: broke up with them. Do you really want to go there, lesbian boy?
5: <laughs> Are you ready for another toy? Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Please, oh, please. and this is another news story, but related to cell phones again. So Shrinkster.com 3 Hotel Sierra. 3 HS. So, the story on the BBC News is about a professor who believes that you can protect yourself from the radiation of your headset for your mobile phone by putting a ferrite core onto the phone wire. Wow. Now, if you read Hmm. this story over carefully, let's just go over the sheer volume of freakish behavior on this, in this, this, I I,
2: I thought they were deemed safe. I mean, I thought that was, there's the
5: classic one of course, which is from the mobile manufacturers forum that, there's a quote right there, Michael Milligan, quoting from the mobile manufacturers forum. So you know who pays his bills. I agree they can have an impact, but the bigger issue is that mobile phones are tested to be comply with standards and have been passed safe.
3: Freakish man, you know, you know, Richard, I just feel, I feel really sorry. I, feel, I just, all I can think about are those poor laboratory mice with giant cell
1: phones strapped to their heads, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just walking around. I'm like. I I feel so bad about it, you know? Well, I'll say one thing. Putting a ferrite bead on a wire is a way to reduce the high-frequency stuff that goes across the wire. But, I mean, come on. I guess, I don't know. Meh. That's all (laughs) I have to say. Meh. It's nice to be like...
5: Freaking out. I just find it bizarre that you know, you have a, a, a headset weighing a quarter ounce and you're going to strap a three ounce ferrite bead to it.
1: No, you're not going to strap a three ounce
5: ferrite bead to Do, it.
1: Doesn't fer- Don't ferrite
3: beads emit a certain kind of deadly radiation anyway?
0: <laughs> yeah,
5: great. Well, see, plus great. I use a Bluetooth headset, right? So I got the Bluetooth headset on my head. I got my cell phone in my pocket. I'm getting brain cancer and testicular cancer at the same time.
1: <laughs> you know, my favorite thing about Bluetooth and Bluetooth and Wi-Fi is that it's in the 2.4 gigahertz range. And there's one other common household device that's in the 2.4 gigahertz range, and that's your microwave oven. Right exact same frequency range which is great because when somebody you know microwaves a cup of you know of soup or whatever in my house i lose my wi-fi connection when i'm in the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) that was an amazing story jeff oh yeah (sighs)
3: It inspires me for a new new segment. I think I'm going to start next week called Mark's anticlimactic
1: stories. <laughs> Mark's anticlimactic stories. That's my only bit is Jeff's anticlimactic stories. Yeah, you
2: know, I, I want to say one thing about this. I'm no you know brain surgeon when it comes to this kind of stuff, but it seems to me that these companies have to invent new products all the time and new markets for their products, and nothing works better than fear. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, the audio. Therein lies the business, Richard. You know, the audio industry is rife with this kind of stuff. Where oh yeah, you're once asking. once people discovered that you know CD quality digital is perfect, you know, as long as you have good A to D and D to A converters, which they weren't originally, you know, yeah, then no then they have to start mm-hmm. inventing all these ways to make it better, and uh, it's just kind of telling when guys like Roger Nichols, who uh, engineered Steely Dan's Grammy Award winning album Two Against Nature, said that he. Uh, Recorded two versions of it, one on 24-bit 96k digital, and one on 16-bit all the way. And when they listened to them side by side, nobody in the studio could tell the difference yeah, during a well, blind A B test. Not even him. So come on,
5: what's the point? Yeah, the I
2: point? mean,
1: get good speakers, get good audio equipment, but you know, do we really need you know our sample rate to yeah. be 1.5 million samples a second right. like <clears throat> Sony Super Audio CD? <clears throat> Uh, of course, that doesn't mean that I, that I don't.
5: <laughs> but more more salient point is, like, speakers get to be absolute freak shows. You can drop $50,000 on a pair of speakers if you yeah, want. Yeah, no, I mean, that's no just insane. I mean, but try on. and tell the difference between that and a $500 pair. No, you really can't. I
1: think maybe, maybe, you, maybe I mean, I think you can tell but... the difference between electrostatic speakers, magnetic planar speakers, and and normal speakers. But some people don't even like the sound of those speakers because so the sound sure, is still hey, so big. What the fuck are we talking about?
3: <laughs>
5: sound, I know, but it's fucking up. boring. I'm, I'm now. I'm going to go back to something that Mark Miller can relate to. You may recall in our previous episodes, I talked about a certain self-destruct button. Oh well, yeah. I found a variation on the self-destruct button that is more suitable for PC-related geeks at Trinkster.com/slash-three-hotel-romeo-three-h-r. <laughs> That's
1: uh, three human resources, by the way. Oh, it is still a oh, oh no nice. Nice. Oh, wow. Japanese
5: page. It's a self destruct button in a drive bay. That is fucking awesome. All right, so let's
2: describe this to the listeners.
3: Can you? (laughs) Can, Can I get that in my laptop? You can get an external
5: I if I could jam it.
2: that
3: into the side.
5: I right. want...
2: Go ahead, Richard. Try to explain, describe explain this. this? But...
5: Well, if you notice, when you look at this page, scroll down a little past all the Japanese, you'll see last week's self-destruct button, which I'm still trying to corner a dozen of them for Christmas presents for next year. Because it's just too beautiful. The little box with the power toggle switches and the key lock, and then you hit the big red button. Wait, but, no, do you need like two keys, This is basically though? the equivalent device for a drive bay. This is Pair really amazing. Power <laughs> a great big master key lock, a couple of good lights, and then right in the middle is uh. the big red button with the skull on it. Yeah, with
2: <laughs> a striped red and, I mean, yellow and black uh, on the back. You Richard, know,
3: did you scroll down? And, and if you scroll down, you look at, the, 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 there's a picture of something right underneath this. It looks like the, these are, they're, uh, they're meters
1: of some kind. Yeah, probably temperature or a fan. That's actually, yeah, this, this is a pretty oh, Yeah, I see
5: volts. Yeah, oh they're, yeah, they're below that is the musketeer fan. I, I can show you where that, that, that's made. It's, it's a it's a standing product actually. The, the gauge is working, everything. Did you have oh, a hey,
0: version they, with wow. two
4: keys? You know, yeah. like on nuclear submarines where you have oh, two, I think two just keys have to, to buy turn two, it? two of them.
5: Two keys, two buttons. Well, yeah, okay. But now my
4: question is this: is what the hell does the
5: button do? If you have to ask that question, you're not allowed to know. That's self-destruct, dude. It initiates
1: the countdown sequence, man. Where have you been? I think that if you buy this device, you're going to probably be more likely to be one of the people who could wire the button or do whatever you want on your PC. Exactly.
5: I see. And in, near as I could tell from the Japanese here is basically this is somebody's personal page saying, hey, look what I made.
1: Yeah, that's too bad. He's even yeah. got a power and disk light on the thing. God, that's beautiful. That should be the reset button, I think, and the key can be the computer's power switch and the two <laughs> switches. What are the switches around? The switches, of course, turn on and off the neon that this guy undoubtedly has inside his computer. Right. Oh, wow, there's an AVI file. Ooh, what on <laughs> earth could this movie be? And we're going to find out in 30 seconds.
5: Hmm. An AVI file? Yeah,
1: they want somewhere on the site. I couldn't even tell you which link I clicked because it's all in Japanese. Yeah. Uh... Hang on. Okay, on the bottom, bottom the right right image is an AVI file that I'm currently downloading. Uh, it appears to power up his computer.
5: I need a new product. I want to change gears completely. I ran across this today and said, this must be on the show. Shrinkster.com slash three hotel November HN. Oh,
1: Company come on. Seattle. We've all oh, seen utility this. Killy kiltz.
5: Utila kilts. I haven't seen this. Have oh, I?
1: man. The Utila kilt is awesome.
5: The Utila kilt. These guys are oh making my kilts, God. obviously. They have patented. If you look at the top of the page, they've patented the pleat in their kilt. Because, you know, you don't want your pleat ripped off by somebody else.
3: Good Lord. They, they've also registered the phrase, we sell freedom for your balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, freedom we for your balls.
5: Freedom. Now, click on the workman's kilt. Because this was the one where I said, this must be on the show. So, this is a kilt that's got like a built-in utility belt.
3: Oh, this is hilarious. Right on it, made of leather. And of
5: course, my favorite part of the whole thing, if you read the description of it, it says, there's a modesty snap between the legs. Because of course, you're going to be roofing in a kilt.
4: Yeah, because I don't uh, want to uh, walk uh, on that uh, sidewalk uh, and see a guy wearing uh, a kilt on a roof.
3: This is i uh, my—I uh, just thought of a great idea for a new porn site called UpKilt.com or something like uh, that. Uh, uh,
5: I'll uh, throw one more thing in there. Notice the features when you want to get the, the when you actually want to order this. These kilts are not cheap, but you do have the option of the beer gut cut.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually really like this company. Also, there are some pictures of girls in the kilts, even though you know that's kind of wrong and.
0: Where and, and I like
1: it. Where somewhere in the gallery. I, I've been to this site before. I'm trying to track it down. Let me uh, let me dig through. Huh. browse catalog. Man. Holy crap! There are some weird photos in here. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
5: very man. weird. We'll leave it to people to explore them all. Anyway, I just thought you ought to have a gear change. Oh, oh man.
3: man. com is taken.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Who would have thought of that, man? God dang.
5: Up the kill. Hey, this
3: reminds me of a story. Once I uh, uh, was posting a uh, message in a news group and uh, I was talking about a certain style of a certain class of programmer who I won't mention now because I don't want to, you know, offend any VB programmers. But I was, so I won't talk about what language I was I was dumping on, but I was right. talking I was saying I was saying something about, you know, uh comparing uh, this is back when, when I was working in Delphi World and I said, you know, <laughs> these kinds of programmers, you know, they all have, you know, uh uh they suck and et cetera, et cetera because, you know, all their chicks, they are all you can find them all at uglybabes.com, which I just made up, right? And then I start seeing these horrif- I'm horrified now as I start seeing these posts from people that say, "You know, I checked out uglybabes.com and you don't want to go there." You know.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Everybody all these people are like, "Oh my eyes, my eyes." You know. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god." So I never I never went there, but I was like so I was I couldn't believe that this was actually a site that showed up. Anyway, that's back when I was insane. When I was kind of an insane asshole kind of, you know, out of control
5: guy.
2: So you got any more, Richard, or are we, almost, are we out of
5: time oh, here? Oh, I've, I've got a couple more, but I'm going to save them for next week. But I got one I got to do, which is, of course, for Mark Miller. I always have to get a present for Mark. And Mark's present is at shrinkster.com 3India9. So 3I9.
0: <clears throat>
5: there you go, Mark. <laughs> yeah, you Order yourself a pair of electric gloves. Oh,
3: that's sweet, man. You, you, you could use wow. those right here.
5: Warm okay. those hands up.
3: Because those will, I need a pair of gloves for when I'm washing dishes, so that will protect my hands. Are the USB.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so we're going to do a uh,
2: contest now, a scavenger hunt. And this is something we used to do on .NET Rocks and Richard the Toy Boy, right? And uh, we stopped doing it on Mondays for some reason for a couple of weeks. But basically Richard's going to give you something to find on one of those sites that he just mentioned. And uh, email the correct answer to pwop at franklins.net. That's p-w-o-p at franklins.net. And uh, we'll choose next week. We'll choose one winner from the correct answers. And uh, what you're going to win, the winner is going to receive a Monday's hoodie. So that's a hooded sweatshirt for those who don't speak street Lee. So, Richard, what do they got to do?
5: Well, I want you to go out to the Utila Kilt site, and I want you to search on it. and You're not going to be able to Google this. you got to work for it. I want you to determine two things for me. The first is, how many beers can a Utila Kilt hold? <laughs> and the second question is, when you find out how many beers, what beer do they recommend that you put into a kilt? And so you'll have to find the right photo that will show you a brand of beer you give us the number of beers and the brand of beer, and win yourself a hoodie.
2: Awesome! So go ahead and send those correct answers to pop at franklins.net, dot net, and uh, we'll give away a hoodie next week.
3: And on the and on the trip over here, Carl, Carl told me a new one: uh, uh, glory hole. Have any of you guys heard the term glory <laughs> hole before? Yes. <laughs> okay, so so maybe no. I'm just totally in the dark. Mark but had never for, heard of it. For for anybody who's like in the dark, a glory hole is apparently a hole that is uh, separates two different rooms uh, typically like you'll usually you'll apparently see them in in bathrooms uh, uh, between the, the the boys bathroom and the girls bathroom
1: uh, or just two
3: stalls in the boys bathroom <laughs> oh, no. uh, I haven't been to that one Jeff you can maybe talk to us about that later <laughs> like after the show actually when we're not
1: here they're also often in these stalls in adult theaters yeah uh, so anyway okay. continue. Okay, so maybe Jeff should be given the definition,
3: not <laughs> I don't know, He
2: seems to be an expert. So apparently,
3: if you're a guy, what you do is it's kind of like fishing. You, you basically s- stick your, your rod you know, into the hole, and uh, it's like ice fishing, I guess, right? <laughs> you, hope
2: and, you, you hope you catch something nice on the
5: other yeah, end. Yeah,
3: and not like something bad, right? Like That's,
5: a pair of bricks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. Swack. That would be very bad. <laughs> well, Carl, you were telling me a story, weren't you, about this? Or was was it? I? No, was it? It was Arthur was telling the story.
2: Yeah, Arthur. Arthur was yeah. like
3: somewhere in some camp or something like right. that. Yeah, and he said uh, they were all there, and all of a sudden, this girl comes running, screaming out of. Uh, uh, the bathroom yeah, and they're like what's wrong what's wrong and she's like there's a glory hole in there, and there's yeah. a guy who stuck his thing in <laughs> yeah. and another girl goes okay I'll handle this <laughs> she walks in and all of a sudden the guy comes running out of the other one screaming holding his dick going ah! <laughs> yeah. she's, she's, she apparently pulled it out and then smacked it real hard <laughs> I couldn't believe it so I was like that doesn't sound like a glory there's nothing glorious about that <laughs> unbelievable so anyway,
2: well, I want to welcome back to the show after a hiatus, Rory Blythe. How are you, man?
7: Dude. I'm fine. Who said dude? I said dude. Oh, is is, is that you, Richard? It is so. We Hello, got
2: Richard, Richard, we got Nick, Mark, Jeff, and myself.
7: It's an all-guy show. Hello, Richard, Nick, Mark, and Carl. Yeah. I like your
2: I am tag, Rory. auto That's really classy.
7: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, somebody pointed out the other day when I was IMing, um, it said that I was .NET rock soaring. That would and, be me. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, it
7: was Jeff. And then he, and he was like, oh, you're not .NET rock soaring like right now. Or he said, the hell you are or something like that. And I thought, well, w- what am I doing right now? Or what do I wish I could be doing right now? And so I changed it to autofilating.:
3: And, and um, that means you'd rather be driving <laughs> your car or something? What does that mean?
7: <laughs> no, autofillating is when you have your lower ribs removed so that you can bend over enough to uh, give yourself fellatio.
3: Well, the and, ribs and isn't a requisite. Show, is that you know? like an Italian
7: dish? What is that? It could be an Italian dish, I suppose. I mean, if you're an Italian. Yeah, <laughs> <But laughs> if you're
3: Italian. But why do you need your ribs removed to give yourself some ice cream?
7: <laughs> I don't see where ice cream comes into it. It's just simply a matter of making it easier for you to bend over. It, look, you said I'm show, up for you. To hear, mark, mark you're Canadian, right? Look, whatever you are, the the point is, it's all about putting your own penis in your own mouth and, and then sucking it. Wait, wait, this that's is what, about a penis? Wait, is this oh how you God. pick
5: up girls? Because we were talking about
7: this earlier.
5: <laughs> is this the penis show? Is that
7: what this is? It has nothing to do with picking up girls. You don't need to pick up girls you when you can auto Hey
2: <laughs> And Rory, now we all want to know, do you auto
7: God, I try. I
3: can't. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now it's the time for me to hit that emergency button on my phone, which dials my therapist.
7: <laughs> Hold on a moment.
3: I'm just going to be talking off to the side here.
7: That's bullshit, Mark. You would suck your own dick if you could. Okay. What do you What are you saying, Carl?
2: How the hell are you? It seems like it's been forever since we've uh, we've been on Mondays together. How are well, you? Well, it
7: it has kind of been forever. Um, I got over uh, having um that bronchitis I told you about on that other show we do. Um, and uh, and I was on the road for like, all of October, November, and December. And uh, I'm finally kind of sort of home right now. And I'm just getting home from a day of presenting, you know, the stuff that I do for the job, for the company that I won't mention here because I don't think that they would appreciate being mentioned in the, in the same space as, you know, <laughs> sucking your own penis with your own mouth. <laughs> um, so,
3: Well, I don't know about just, that. I mean, you've got to have an open mind, right?
7: <laughs> well, no, I've got an open mind. That's not the problem. I'm just kind of worried that, you know... You know, I, mean, I can they,
2: see now that some some sponsor was watching, a potential sponsor was watching A&E. They saw Caesars 24-7. They saw Rory. They said, man, this guy is funny. I'm going to go check out Mondays. They listened to Mondays, and they got to this part where we're talking about autofillating, and they said, there is no fucking way in hell I am sponsoring this
3: show. <laughs> unless, unless they're Max Derm. We should get Max Derm to sponsor this show. <laughs> yeah, There you go.
2: Well, this is just kind
7: of the way things are, though. I mean, we're living in sort of the, we're living like Victorian England part two. It's you true. You know, where people are really prudish. I'm thinking about 50 to 100 years from now, everybody's going to be sucking their own cock.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. what about the girls? How do they do that?
7: Well, actually, I don't know. I mean, the other day, my girlfriend pointed out to me that um, the, the Y chromosome is supposed to be phasing itself out at some point over the next, number of years. And you're
3: like, just suck my fucking cock, bitch! (laughs) I don't want to hear about the Y chromosome! (laughs) Not now! (laughs) Don't stop to talk about that! (laughs) Sorry, that was what you said, right, Rory? There goes another sponsor. That's
7: not not precisely, no. It was sort of a muffled (laughs) oomph as I had my penis in my mouth, and I wasn't able to really talk.
3: I need to make that call again. <laughs> Hold oh, on. God.
7: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, think about it. You know where your penis has been.
3: You know. Th- I mean, if, if you're I... laughing,
7: it's only because you know how dirty your penis is. My penis is really clean. <laughs> it's actually the first thing I wash when I get into the shower. I need two
1: <laughs> sticks so I can poke my ears out right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> See, Rory, is it also the second thing, the third thing, and the last thing you wash when you get in the shower?
7: <laughs> That's disgusting, Jeff.
1: <laughs> is that another way of saying Yes. <laughs>
3: So what segment are we in right now,
2: by
1: the way? No, we're in segment hell here.
4: <laughs> well,
3: uh, Rory, Is this
7: a segment? Re- are we actually, are we doing the show right now? Is that what's going on? Yeah, we are. Oh, yes, we are. All so right. all this, all this, my own penis and my own mouth thing is okay.
6: it's <laughs> going on the <this> show. <laughs>
0: You're
4: recording oh, this, right,
0: Rory? this is more than
4: okay. Just be sure to send no, that in. Rory, normally you have to splice audio to get sentences like this, but you just say them outright. This is great.
7: You have to slice audio to, so you make it sound like people are putting their own penises in their mouths? <laughs> <Thrones. laughs> yeah, exactly. So you have to edit into that? But but you, huh. I mean, it's weird. just
4: like so natural. It's great.
2: So, Rory, you got some
5: Google
7: Weirdos for us? Yeah. Well, let's play the theme song and let it rip. Why don't you play the theme song and we'll all listen weirdos, and then weirdos. I'll do it. Google weirdos.
5: Google Weirdos.
7: Weirdos, go, weirdos. Rory Blythe with Google Weirdos. Okay, so um, I haven't done this on Mondays yet, have I?
2: Uh, no, I don't think so.
7: No, I don't think I have. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to explain Google Weirdos, uh, yeah. which I haven't done in a long time. And for the people who miss Google Weirdos, they'll probably enjoy hearing the explanation anyway, just for old time's sake. So Google Weirdos is the segment that I started doing on my blog, where what I do is I go through uh, my weblogs. For those of you who are non-technical you know, ignorant types and everything. Um, what what this means is that people come to my website, neapoleon.com, and you like that little plug, and they come out and they, uh, and, and they get there through Google, right? And I can actually see what searches they use to get to my site. And a good like 99% of the searches are completely and totally accidental. And so what I like to do is I, I go through and I find the strangest searches. And then I offer up some commentary on that search or I offer none at all provided the, the search phrase can stand on its own. So that's pretty much what Google Weirdos isn't. Yeah. You know, sometimes they're really good and sometimes they're kind of shitty, but you know, there's you're usually right in the middle. And there's usually at least one or two really good ones and then a bunch of just crappy ones. But that's the way lists like this are. Okay. So the cool. first one that I found, you want me to just get started here? Yeah, sure. Okay, good. And and also since we haven't done this on Mondays yet, I gotta make sure the format's pretty clear here, okay? Um I'm gonna read the search and then I'm going to offer my commentary. And then we can open up the floor to the peanut gallery, okay?
0: <laughs> I don't want you
7: shitheads interrupting me. Well, why is everybody looking at me? <laughs> okay, so so the first one, and this is this is probably the tamest, you know, just most ordinary one that I found, but I kind of like it. Uh, is Jehovah's Witness blood products? <laughs> um, I don't I don't really understand. What, I didn't. They never offered me any of that when they came to my door. I suppose is what I find interesting about that. So. So whatever. So that's just the that's that's the warm up. The next one that I found and for which I actually have no commentary um because it kind of goes beyond my understanding of the universe is um Enslaved by Ducks. And <laughs> I I also don't really understand how that got to my site. I don't I don't see F- what wack. that has to do with neapoleon.com at you all. You
5: have a lot of conversations about being enslaved by ducks there Rory?
7: I've had none. Yeah. No conversations along Sorry, those lines. So like, That's what's so confusing. Yeah.
3: So Google's got some sort of algorithm that just says, fuck it, let's send him to Neapolitan.com." <laughs> it's the default.
7: So the next one is, if this was prison, you'd be our bitch. And the only thing that bothers me is that this person clicked on my site in the search results. And I don't understand why they would do that from that know. search. I don't see what that has to do with anything. The next one is uh, The World is My Bathroom. And I actually think (laughs) I said this once, and I think that's why it's there. So that one's easily explainable. The next one, and this one isn't funny at all, but it's something that I want to address. It's Splenda causes anal leakage, and that's not true. Um, Olestra causes anal leakage. Splenda causes diarrhea. It's completely different. Uh So the next one... Um, this this one's interesting. Sometimes people ask Google questions, right? Like they don't know how to live their lives without asking somebody for, you know, some sort of advice or whatever. And it's, do people that are married to the same sex have the organs to reproduce? And I mean, if you have to ask a search engine, if, if, if that's the case, then you're probably not really equipped to even deal with the, you know, ensuing conversation. I think it's incredible they were able to spell it, but it, it, oh sort, it sort of makes God. sense. The next one is um, going blind symptoms. And I think that not hmm. being able to see is usually a, a pretty good sign that, you know, you're you're going blind. So,
3: Speaking of going blind, my mom
7: was right, man. What? Oh, oh. about the... Yeah. She's totally right, man. <laughs> oh. I should have listened to mom, man. So the next one is how to make a successful conversation with employer. Um, and I kind of think that as long as you just don't say things like, so... Like, what if I came in here tomorrow, shot everybody, and then pooped on my desk? Then you're probably going to be okay. Um the oh. next one is uh do all dogs hump and uh nope just the lucky ones. <laughs> and the next one is uh this is this is another one of those uh questions where where people are looking for that for that answer out there in Google land. It's how to eat haggis and I usually, you know, suggest remotely um just as far away <laughs> as possible from the food item in question. And then finally the last Google weirdo that I have on my list tonight is what is the name for the fear of large tools? And um, I call that being a pussy. So uh,
0: <laughs> that's,
7: that's my <laughs> name for it. So that's that's Google weirdos for the night. Awesome, dude! Weedos, great job! Weirdos, weirdos! Woo
5: Rory's weedos. back! Weirdos, weirdos! Yeah, weirdos!
2: That was awesome, dude! Yeah, but
4: Rory, I'm a bit disappointed here because I actually googled autofillating and your site didn't come up.
7: <laughs> yeah i haven't actually mentioned auto flating on my site yet that's sort of a personal thing that i'm trying to keep between me and the you know 400 people i am with
1: so. <laughs> and and every single listener of uh mondays
7: yeah and, <laughs> yeah and all the, those people too well anyway guys um well it, it was fun but i'm totally beat from my day of uh speaking so i'm gonna go and and hit the shower and probably pass out um and wash but, yourself a lot right well, yeah, starting with 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 the peener. So, anyway, yeah. so it was good, and it was nice talking to you guys again. And maybe um I can be on the show again or something. I've also got another thing that I'm working on that involves news headlines, and uh, I kind of enjoy doing that. So maybe I'll work something like that. In, into awesome.
2: Well, you know where we are Thursday nights.
7: Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Bye, guys. See ya. See ya. Bye, bye, Rory. So,
5: Carl, you know about this .dot uh, net cha- charity auction thing.
7: Yeah, I did. Um, um,
2: it's, a, it's an interesting thing. A bunch of uh, regional directors basically got together and uh, offered their consulting services for, uh, for a price. And basically, all the proceeds go to help victims of the tsunami, right?
5: Right, right. It's Julie Lerman actually kicked the whole thing off. She's, uh, she's, she's been great. since the tsunami first happened. And that's a month ago now. Yeah. Uh, she's been involved with this group called uh, org. And uh, that's uh, the group's called IDEP, and they're they're basically Indonesians helping Indonesians. And they were put together back at the Bali bombings, if you recall that, Mm -hmm. a few years ago. And they were literally in the wrap-up phase of uh, their uh, operations when the tsunami hit. So, of course, they had all this equipment and organization, and they knew everybody. So they were really first on the scene in a lot of places, and uh, and they need help. There's a lot of people in trouble in Indonesia. uh, The situation is terrible. It's not going away. Julie got uh, hooked up with them, and then she talked to, to steve forte and said you know we, we should do this auction thing mm-hmm. so they, they put the whole thing together now the auction's actually up and running and and one of the reasons i mentioned on the show is that the auction's going to end uh on february 2nd 9 a.m uh eastern time
2: do you have a and, url uh, to it
5: i put a shrinkster link together it's a uh, shrinkster.com slash 3 india bravo so 3 ib will take you to the ebay auction Excellent, and uh, and you've gotten until uh, the Wednesday, February second, to uh, to bid on it. So, who would
2: you be if you're going to uh, bid on this? You would be somebody who is in need of programming or app- application architecture or web services consulting. Well, that's a good basically. question.
5: You know, it, I have to wonder. You know, just to get an hour of some of these guys' time is incredibly hard. A lot of a lot of them are not taking work at all. So, in terms of the right. work related things, but if you, just to have a conversation with uh, with a guy like Jeff Richter. Right, You know, that's, uh, that's worth uh, bidding on right there. If you're in the .NET space or you're into this technology space you want to talk to these folks, heck, you know, I'm on the list. If you want to talk toys for an hour, I'll talk toys for an hour. <laughs> I'll talk toys for 90 minutes, you know, whatever. Or the and, other uh, things uh, that, all that you're all the money involved at. is going uh, off to Ache Aid.
2: That's great, Richard. Thanks. Well, uh, do your part, folks. And uh, so now Mark Miller is going to uh, explain to us all of the people that are dumber than him
3: all right uh, an israeli man who taught his parrot the name of his mistress has landed his butt in divorce court because the bird just couldn't stop squawking it to his wife (laughs) awesome The wife became a bit suspicious when the parrot kept greeting her with his strange name. <laughs> so she hired a detective to unravel the mystery, and the detective took compromising pictures of the husband and his mistress with the parrot right next to them. Great. Oh, God. So, it's
2: like right out of a Far Side cartoon, man.
3: did. So that guy is dumber than me. And <laughs> by the way, dumber is spelled with two Bs, not one, as some of you think have been riding me in seem to think awesome a 20 year old south wales man decided it would be a good idea to uh pinch the plump right bottom of a policeman as he leaned into a patrol car to speak with colleagues in the early morning hours of last april the coppers threw his ass in jail for felony bottom pinching and the man pleaded guilty to assaulting a police officer ah the ass squeezer was fined 60 pounds <laughs> and <laughs> ordered to pay an additional 40 pounds to cover the cost of prosecuting this nefarious case after the hearing the sergeant said We're getting more and more people who think that they can do what they want. Swearing at police seems to be commonplace these days, but pinching an officer's bottom crosses the line. (laughs) A Czech man is going to court for hiding in a restaurant bathroom. When the employees closed the restaurant, the man initiated phase two of his plan and hooked up beer kegs directly to his mouth. (laughs) Damn. Later, cleaning staff found him drunk and lying on the floor of the bar of the restaurant in the city of Brno, about two hundred kilometers east of Prague. He had broken the door of the cooling mechanism and detached the hoses leading from the keg, squashed them in his mouth, and literally filled himself up with beer. <laughs> <laughs> An idiot! Yeah, the He's man will dumber the, than Mark. <laughs> the man will be charged with damaging property because, see, I wouldn't it's have broken. I me. wouldn't have broken anything if I had done that. Man, that's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So and now, so that concludes the uh, the audio portion of people dumber okay. than me. But I have a special bonus video portion here. If you're uh, ready with your shrinkster.com uh, sure. location, the first one I have is uh, this is all um, auto. We were talking about auto earlier, and so in the spirit of that, <laughs> these are all automobilatio <laughs> idiots dumber than me. So at shrinkster.com, you've got three i seven. Shrinkster.com three I seven, and uh, this is somebody who uh, apparently can't read the clearance sign there. Oh, well, okay, maybe he's not dumber than maybe the guy that put the sign up after the thing fell down. All right, maybe that's not. Oh,
2: sorry. Ouch!
3: It's just nasty. A, I saw it and I was thinking that looked kind of fun. I'm I'm realizing that doesn't really qualify as dumber than me. The next one is three I C. Three I I see. And uh that one I thought was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and um gosh darn it! you know what I saw this on Wild Kingdom once. You saw this on Wild Kingdom? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ah uh, yes.
5: Animal yeah. Planet. This is crossbreeding between American and Japanese cars.
3: This is kind of an unusual way to do it, because normally isn't it more on the, the car more on the back. That's true, side? yeah. This is very unusual. Okay, and then the last one is uh, 3i5. And this one's going to take like a little bit of explanation. Now, I didn't take this picture, but I know what's happening. And I'm actually going to introduce a new term to our listeners. And, and, and take a look at what's happening in the picture here. The car originated in like the far left lane, and he's going for a right turn. Right. Okay. And
2: so he's halfway in the left and halfway in right, the right, right, right at right. a so, red light. So
3: the term that I'm about to introduce to you is called a full junte. Jante is spelled J-U-N-T-E, and this term gets its name from an employee of mine named Jante. <laughs> and, and I'll ex- give you a little more explanation. Uh, I had to uh, get him a parking pass. Uh, this is where our office was really close to where uh, I lived. And so I was entitled to a special parking pass. So we had to go to the Department of Motor Vehicles in Los Angeles. So uh, he says, well, I'll drive. And I'm like, okay. Now, Jante isn't from this country. He doesn't, not familiar with our rules. Jante is, is from Korea. And uh, so I'm in the passenger seat, and Jante's driving. We're approaching this, the intersection, uh, and we're in the far left lane. And I notice, oh, it's in the right lane. So, and we're right up at the front of the far left lane. So Jante decides to turn right, and, and it's a green light, right? And he's going across slowly, kind of like this car, but more at an angle. And I, of course, have the view out the passenger window of oncoming traffic coming at about 50 miles per hour in four lanes, screeching and tall, and going, you know, I've got my hands on the wheel, on the window going, no, no, and Jante doesn't care because he's got my soft body between him and these on-proaching vehicles, and he's just looking around like, what, what, what's going on? Why is everybody honking at me? That's a full Jante. Now, every once in a while, you might see a half Jante. That's going across two lanes, not four. Or, or a quarter junte, not that big of a deal. <laughs> that, my friends, is a full junte. I want you to use that term until it finds its way back to Korea, where he can live the rest of his life in shame. <laughs> J-U-N-T-E. <Amazing>. Junte. <laughs> That's my story. And that concludes People Dumber Than oh. Me. Very good.
0: Yep.
2: And now Mark Miller is going to tell us all The names he's been called this week In full fidelity Take it away Mark
3: Anus boy <laughs> Fucktard In case you didn't get it I said fucktard Help me with the pronunciation here Penis Not penis, spelled the same, but pronounced penis. And the ever classic penis breath. That was too fast, I said penis breath. And it makes you sound like a dick. And wussy poo. Oh yeah, wussy poo. Wussy, 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 wussy poo. (laughs) <laughs> they called me wussy poo <laughs> oh and then they followed out with you're an idiot awesome. yes <laughs> an idiot those are names I've been called this week
6: What's up
2: with this shit? oh jeez. alright guys on behalf of myself Jeff Macellick, Rory Blythe, Mark Miller, Richard Campbell, Nicholas Landry. Thanks for listening to Mondays. Have a great week. Love each other. Do good things.